The first rule of today's show is you don't talk about today's show. Actually, no, you can tell as many people as you like. Today, we're going to be introducing Richard Baskin talking about all things martial arts and why you should have it in your life if you want to live longer, have confidence, be all around better, fitter person, and why it's vital for survival. The world has gone crazy with pandemics, a global health crisis, toxic food, and technology taking over. Taking over. Welcome to Man vs. Death, How to Dodge the Reaper. The Reaper. The Reaper. <clears throat> All right, enough of that silliness. The big question is this. In today's hectic, crazy world, how can busy professionals like us not only survive, but thrive and rise above all the threats every day to live long and prosper. This podcast will provide key tips, tricks, hacks, and experts to guide you to amazing health and hopefully a longer life. Welcome to Man vs. Death with your host, Ian Ayer. Welcome everybody to the show and today we've got a really special guest. Today we're joined by Richard Baskin who is a martial arts enthusiast and entrepreneur. And he's here today to tell us all about why he's created products that you can use at home, which are perfect for lockdown situations, obviously. But more importantly, why they're applicable to everyone. Why martial arts is something that you shouldn't shy away from. It's not something to be scared of. And actually, the benefits of doing it are massive for anyone and everyone. So, Richard, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, that was a pretty good sum up of everything. And uh, yeah, really excited to be here and talk to you and uh, share my knowledge with you and all your listeners. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. Richard and myself, we know each other. We have done for quite some time. And um, I'm a very keen uh, enthusiast of martial arts and I have been for many, many years. And I'm, I'm someone who really does believe in the benefit of them for many, many different reasons, not just for health, but for discipline, all kinds of things. But Richard, Richard, you're going you're gonna to be much better place really to tell us than than i would what, what do you see in terms of martial arts being used for not just for the fighting side i think there's a lot you know there's a lot of common misconception i think for people who don't really get involved in martial arts it's it's violent there's fighting it's like why would i want to get involved all that sort of stuff but tell us about you know when you're teaching normally outside of lockdown for example your your you know your clubs it's a mix of everyone right ages and backgrounds and yeah of course so um as you mentioned not everyone wants to fight fighting is uh, one element of martial arts and uh if you want to do that obviously it is sometimes enjoyable you know if you uh compete and you uh you know work your way through the different levels of whatever you're doing you know maybe uh, grappling tournaments or inter clubs or mixed martial arts cage fighting if you take it up to a top level um that's sort of one area of many, you know, I did quite a lot of competing, I did fighting as well, but that was more just to test my own skills, you know, just to give myself the courage, the confidence, and also just to test that all the work that I put in with the knowledge of the skills and the fitness, um, I could bring all that together into one key moment and win win the fights and become a champion. So that was obviously one element of martial arts in my life and many people's lives, but you haven't just got to do the fighting, you know, martial arts, as I'm sure you and your listeners have heard before, you know, the amount of benefits it brings to kids, adults, doesn't matter what way of life you come from or what size you are or how big or strong or little or shy you are. You know, if you do martial arts, everyone becomes part of the same sort of community and you all get the same benefits out of it. So, yeah, fighting is one area. Most of my students at my academy, I'd probably say, 95% of them are not interested in fighting whatsoever, which is really cool because they're all really nice people from families. You know, there's a good family atmosphere. And uh, usually it starts off maybe with the mum, you know, who wants to get their kids involved in something for discipline and respect and confidence, which is really important at an early age. You know, we take the kids from five years old when they're, you know, just starting to go to primary school and all that stuff, just so that um, everything develops from a young age. You know, and then once the mum's got the kids involved, you know, she's like to the husband, you know, well, the kids are doing it, so you may as well start doing it now. Come on, because you can't get let the kids get the better review so then you know it brings the adult in from the father's side um and it might give them confidence a better sense of fitness you know more routine to their life and then the husband's like well i'm doing it so you might as well do it you know so then you get 
the whole family involved. And, you know, it's just uh, maybe like an hour or two hours that you can develop and put into in the week, as well as having other sports like football or music lessons or something. And, um, yeah, it brings about a wealth of areas, you know, health and fitness, confidence, um, discipline, respect. And uh, the way I've kind of found it is that you, you're naturally just getting fit and you're naturally developing your confidence and you're naturally lowering your ego and you're just with nice people all the time. So if you find a really good club and you're not interested in fighting, then these clubs really bring a good family community atmosphere. And then you bring your friends along and then you're, de-stressing and hitting pads all together, you know, and it's just a really fun place. You know, you're staying fit, you're learning these skills and you're just with like-minded people who are all out just for the same sort of goals, you know, no one's there to have big egos or hurt each other. And yeah, it's just a really nice atmosphere as I'm sure you're aware, you know, you and the kids, I was teaching your kids for a while and then, you know, you and your uh, wife, Emma, you know, were being taught by my coach, you know, and it was just all a nice big atmosphere that you were just turning up to week in, week out. And he's been doing it probably, what, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, probably, I guess, on and off. Yeah, 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 definitely around about, probably about 10 years or so, really, for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time. So you, you're a prime example, mate, <laughs> really. Yeah. You know, you get the family involved and you're still actively doing it. And, you know, you're just a nice way of life to have that part in it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think, I think you touched on it there. It starts with the crazy mums. The mums get the kids. To- <laughs> I wouldn't go too crazy. <laughs> but they tend to, uh, yeah. So it's like this, this kind of, so I tell you what, for me, my, my martial arts journey started when I was really, really small, right? Like really, really young. My older brother um, joined a karate club. Mm-hmm. This was back in the late 80s, right? So bear in mind, you know, the 80s films, all of the the great classic montages and all these action films, especially like The Karate Kid and stuff like that. Karate was big, right? It was a big thing. Um, And it was, at the time, in this country anyway, uh, it was taken really seriously, like really, really seriously. Um, You know, if you you even slightly mucked around, you were like... disciplined out of the dojo off you go that kind of thing that was like you know you had one strike and you're out basically uh, yeah. and I, I do think that for a while i think that puts some people off because a lot of the people back in the day of karate when i did it then a lot of them were from backgrounds where combat was probably something that they were either used to or could use in their environment so i'll give you an example we had a lot of ex-police officers or current police officers in the karate school yeah uh, that put a lot of people off who weren't in that profession because when you were kind of sparring with them, you know, they wouldn't hold back. So there was a lot of people who went there for the, the, the fitness, went there for the skill, went to learn the art side of it and got really put off. But I mean, now I, I, I see a very, very different landscape in terms of martial arts. I mean, do you see that from your side? Do you think it's evolved way beyond what, what it once was? Yeah, what I've found over my years of teaching is that when you get someone new who comes to a club, I'd probably say at least maybe 75% of the time, they would always start with, oh, I used to do it, but, you know, and that would be like, oh, I used to do it, but the club didn't end up progressing, or I used to do it and I had to move away, or I used to do it and then this happened. So I think from an early age, everyone has either tried a martial arts class, whether it's karate or jiu-jitsu or something like that, Everyone has tried it. It's just how you, long you can stick it. And then when people can get back into it, they're like, oh, I've missed this. I can't believe I've waited so long, you know, to get back to it. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone has it in them to want to do it. And I think the key thing is just finding a good club, you know, because some clubs are more specific for fighters to compete. Some clubs are more focused on fitness. Some clubs are more focused on just building a good, friendly vibe and an atmosphere, you know. So it depends what you want as an individual. So I think everyone has got it in them to want to do martial arts. It's just making sure you're at the right club and doing what you want to do because my club as i mentioned before 95 percent of the people are families and uh they're not interested in fighting so we don't really do hard sparring and you know push competitions every single week we just do it for more weekly exercise and learn new skills whereas there's other clubs that you know i know of who are very much right if you're coming here this is going to be the toughest club around um, we've got this level of respect like uh, respect that we need to maintain you know we're the best at competitions which is fine if you want to compete you know but you know for me I 
saw competing as one small bit. You know, if you generate good skills and you harness good skills, you haven't always got to put that on show for, you know, fighting week in, week out, week in, week out. Because I didn't want to do that because I wanted to look after my body. You know, I wanted to test myself for a year. That went really well. And I was like, okay, cool. I've done that element. Now let's just keep maintaining it, learning new things, traveling around the world. You know, I'm just getting knowledge because you can you can have 50 fights, but doesn't mean that you're, you've learned a lot. You know, one more going, well, I'll have a few fights just to test and see what it's like and experience it. And now I want to go seeking more knowledge and adding that to my um, myself so then I can pass that on to other people, you know. But everyone's different. But I think the main thing is when you do start it or when you come back to it, it's just finding a club that suits your needs because that is the main thing. Because that's, you know, if you're, I don't know, say a 21-year-old girl and it's your first class and they're like, right, jump in the boxing ring with Tyson over there. <laughs> And he's, he's, he's a big old lump and he's ready for his fight next weekend. It's just going to be like, no, 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 this, this isn't this isn't matching up correctly. You know, so Tyson needs another Tyson and the lady needs another lady, you know, for their own sort of personal gains. Um, so, yeah, I think finding the right path in your martial arts journey is, is key. And if you just want to work through belts and fitness, you know, and, you know, learn new skills, that's one path if you want to compete. And, um, you know, go really hard and be the best in the world. That's another path, you know, but everyone's different and everyone's entitled to do their own thing, you know, and you've just got to find the right coach that will guide you in the right way to get there. Do you see, see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think you're right as well. It's, I mean, if you, if you take that into, um, you know, it's, it's like going to a gym, right? You know, if, you, if, you're, if your purpose to go to a gym is to purely to go and get fitness and you don't really want to interact with anyone else or anything, then you might like a very commercialized gym where you stick your headphones in and everyone's kind yep. of sectioned off and that's cool. But if you mm. want to go to a gym and you want to turn into the biggest, hugest lump ever and you want to just, you know, go and do that, then again, you're going to want to go to a very different gym. If you want to do CrossFit, you want to go to a box probably rather than traditional gym. And it's exactly, exactly. that. Absolutely. It's that purpose. What is it you want to achieve and why are you doing it? So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I, I think as well, if you're at that gym and just say, for instance, you're talking about commercial gyms and they don't offer what you want them to offer, then you wouldn't stay there. You know, if, if you're looking for... I don't know, elite level swimming lessons and they only do kids lessons. When you've joined there, you're like, well, well, I'm not getting anything out of this. You find another gym that does offer that, that can progress you. So yeah, I think finding the right gym and the right people and instructors is is the first port of call before anything else, you know, because then you're on the right path doing what you want to do, surrounded by people who are there for the same thing. 100%. And I, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I think if I if I look back through, through my life, you know, I tried karate when I was very young. I didn't mind the actual martial art the environment wasn't right, so didn't stick with that at the time. Um, I tried uh, capoeira, which I actually really enjoyed, but yes. the environment wasn't right. It took me best part of two hours to get there every time, and that was on a good day. So mm. it started to get to the point where as much as I enjoyed it, there wasn't anywhere near that I could do it at the time, and it just wasn't feasible to keep doing it with work mm. and everything else that was going on. So when I found, uh, you know, sort of like with, with Fusion and what you guys were doing at the time, and there was there was the MMA side of it wasn't actually that big at the time. It was yeah. most it was mostly the kickboxing because this was this was pre the Conor McGregor days, and you know, sort yeah. of Ronda Rousey and everyone sort of making it a bit of a bigger sport. Yeah. Um, you know, this was just on the cusp of yeah, it's mostly kickboxing, mostly Muay Thai, um, and for people who don't know Muay Thai, it's probably the most I suppose most vicious term of kickboxing, but in yeah. a good way. Um, and yeah, it was very much at that cusp of MMA was starting to come through. And now, you know, if you ask most sort of kids about martial arts, I guess most will kind of probably talk about MMA. Yeah, they instantly go for, oh, Conor McGregor or old oh, John Jones or, you know, so-and-so because um, I think like you said, like maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was all it was all started to kick off, especially with the UFC. You know, I remember being in a, in secondary school and my friend, he um his dad worked for a company, I think they were called Silver Vision, right? They were the ones who filmed and produced the UFC uh, videos, right? So he used to speak to his dad and he used to bring me in like I think it was like UFC 35 to 40 or whatever in a on a oh, what's it called? Like uh, what did you used to put in the VCRs? Oh, yes, yeah, like the yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he used to like smuggle them into school for me, and I used to pay him for him. And then I used to go home and watch them. I used to have them all stacked up in front of my TV. 
Um, and that was the only way you could really watch it like back then, you know, because I didn't really have Sky and all the all the yeah, amounts yeah. And to, to to stream it. But now YouTube, you know, you, you literally just type in MMA. You can watch full fight replays. You can watch everything straight away. So I think where technology has really pushed martial arts into more of a worldwide thing that everyone can just see, and obviously MMA is the pinnacle. You know, when you've got the ultimate fighting champions and it's just so cool to watch isn't it like there's these two guys best of the best they know boxing kickboxing muay thai grappling wrestling jiu-jitsu and if you're a young kid and you're looking at that on youtube you're like whoa this is like awesome stuff you know um because obviously there are some preconceptions but each martial art is slightly different i think with karate it's got amazing benefits and uh you know obviously techniques and everything like that but the way te- uh, karate is structured, it's very formal, very disciplined. Um, and maybe if you're a youngster, you know, you might be looking for that. You might not be looking for that. Whereas you go to more of a Mai Tai class or a kickboxing class, it's a lot more energetic. There's a lot more movement. It's a lot more smashing things. It's a lot more high intensity. So I think, um, yeah, all the different martial arts have got different uh, elements, you know, that the instructor brings. So maybe that's why... When you're younger, if you're doing karate, it's not as like ex- energetic and, mm. you know, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah, some yeah, people, sure. like, no, you have to do karate because it's very disciplined and this, that and the other way. If you jump into a MMA class or a jiu-jitsu class, it's more rolling around, you know, you're working with partners more. So it's just all different. I haven't got anything about any martial arts. I just think each one is different. And if that's what you're looking for, then that's what you'll get out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. And mm. I think, um, like you know, so you know, I'm in my I'm I'm in my forties now, my early forties. And I think when I was when I was younger, martial arts in this country because it wasn't massively popular. It was a bit more yeah. specialist, a bit more stylized. Yeah, certain types of people who didn't didn't do it. So if you went to school with someone who did martial arts, chances are they were either really, really, really sort of quite sort of swatty and quite intelligent, and you know that was just like something that they were channeled into, or yeah. They were the worst kind of kid who used to beat them <laughs> up anyway, but then their parents took them to karate and said, no, you've got to learn discipline. And then they learned yeah. how to beat the crap out of you. So <laughs> it was a really bad background back then, you know, it had a really bad rep. Um, but now when I think about karate, if you look at it in, in for what it is as a form, it is more of a, an art than anything else. And it's very similar to kind of Tai Chi very purposeful movements and it's very structured. Everything's, you know, one hand comes back, the other hand comes forward in a very structured way. And I think the big difference is when you start looking at things like uh, MMA now, MMA is like a computer game, you know? It's kind of that you can see why kids would get into this instantly because it's like, wow, they can kick, they can punch, they can elbow, they can throw them on the floor. They can do everything. Whereas karate, it's like, no, you can't. You can only do this, 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 and this. And so there is a big transition and, and progression from original sort of martial arts here to uh, to what there is now. But for people who don't know, I mean, you know, we're talking about MMA and we know we know what we're talking about in that respect. But people might be going, what the hell is MMA? What does that mean? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, MMA obviously stands for mixed martial arts. And um, the most common place you'll see it is the UFC. So you get two guys in a cage sort of uh, environment and they fight until one person gets a judge's decision, a knockout or uh, a submission, basically, or a doctor stoppage. And uh, that rules one person the winner. But what people see is quite violent and, you know, there's blood and there's punches and elbows, knees and kicks. But the term mixed martial arts is where you're allowed to do everything put together. Obviously, there's certain rules like you can't headbutt or attack the groin and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think what I I always find is that you don't want to be one-dimensional, you know, because if you just focus on boxing, you're just going to have really good hands. If you just focus on kickboxing, you're not integrating elbows, knees, and clinch work from my side. So I've always been a big believer that you need four cornerstones for good striking. So you need boxing, you need kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, you know. So the boxing, you're getting a lot of striking with the hands, combinations, power shots, head movement, um, defences. With kickboxing, you're getting your uh, spinning kicks, your jumping kicks, your multiple kicks, your really flashy, cool, um, you know, jump spin kicks. With Muay Thai, it's uh, 
obviously punching and kicking, but you get a lot of elbows, knees and clinch work and sweeps and throws, which is cool as well. And then MMA is a whole world where you're adding in wrestling and takedowns and jujitsu and submissions. So when people just term MMA, you need, so if that's just like the middle section, you need all as many branches of that, you know, to make up your MMA sort of profile. So even talking about karate, there's really good fighters like Gunnar Nelson, and he uses karate really well in the, uh, in his MMA striking as well as his submissions, right? So every sort of MMA fighter has different backgrounds. So I think if one's probably started in kickboxing, they'll have really good hand and feet combinations. If one started in wrestling, you know, like obviously heard everyone said it could be at the moment, you know, he'll be more of a takedown person than trying to get a person down to the floor. So I don't think it matters what martial art you do as long as you combine elements from everything else, which makes up mixed martial arts. You know, and the more you can study, the more you can put together and the better all-round fighter you can kind of become. So that's kind of how I see MMA and what makes people good. And then you've obviously got specialist areas of people that make up their skill set, you know. So you might get, um, like we were talking about computer games, People have got special moves, right, that they just love to use. You might have one guy who's good at jumping punches or one guy who's good at, you know, jumping kicks, etc. But, yeah, the term MMA is kind of the whole striking as much as you can put into yourself to then go on a platform and, you know, get that victory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly why it conjures this idea for me of the of the, the computer game because because they've got different backgrounds you've got these special yeah. kind of techniques and maneuvers and everything and uh, and again you know sort of back in the day karate was for people who were kind of one sort of stance you know they were standing upright they kind of the people who used to do karate back in the day looked quite similar and then the only other option you had back then was judo and people who did judo looked quite similar generally and it might sound politically incorrect but they were generally quite fat Right. <laughs> I don't know why this was at the time, but it seemed to be, and this is the thing. And now like having a good background in fitness for many years, you kind of can see why, because at the time judo, there wasn't much emphasis on fitness and health around the actual martial art itself. It was very much yeah. just about mat work. That was it. Just what you're doing, Matt. Now don't get me wrong. Obviously it's very, very physically demanding. Mm. But now we're at that stage where, you know, MMA incorporates uh, jiu-jitsu. And for people who don't know much about jiu-jitsu, it's, it's a much more advanced kind of similar style to judo. But there's a lot more energy. There's a lot more um, power involved. So one of the things that I really like about martial arts full stop, but really where we are now in the martial arts world, and I think this is the really big applicable thing for people at home now, is if people are kind of going, well, you know, I don't like running, for example, or I don't like doing weights, or I don't like certain types of fitness. Martial arts now, where it's converged and you've got sort of a bit of everything, it's like the ultimate functional fitness tool. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Like it's kind of literally, you can hit your body from 3D, every angle, doing everything and that's kind of how you train i mean what, what's your experience of that have you found that that's the case when you're training people and yourself obviously yes yeah, so um you've got m martial arts like you said is the ultimate right so you've got two you need two areas right the first thing you need is knowledge right so you need as much information in your head and training and you know being able to pull off techniques at certain times and the knowledge in you to to win the fight, right? And then the only other aspect is your fitness, right? So you need a superior, you need to be in peak fight physical condition when you fight. So you've got your knowledge, your fitness, you put that both together and you've got a winning formula, right? So even nowadays, when you watch, you know, levels of competition, conditioning is king. Conditioning is the number one thing you need before, well, it's, it's just number one. So as much as you're training your techniques, you should be training your fitness, right? You might be really, really good, really technical, right? But you don't put any fitness in for the fight camp. And you might get someone who's not as technical as you, but they're super fit. They could just outlast you in the fight. Now you burn out after a round and a half and the other guy can go on for another five rounds. And even though his technique might not be that good, his fitness is good enough to take him all the way through. So fitness is literally the number one thing at the moment. You know, so many athletes are experimenting in different ways and they do cross training as well, you know, swimming and all the running for the endurance. So you've got so many different areas. You've got the anaerobic, the aerobic, the endurance work, the, you know, it's just, it's literally endless. And just by training, you build all that up anyway. So when you're hitting pads and you've got, you know, as a beginner, 
do 30 seconds, like most of the time, all the beginners that I teach, they'll do 15 to 20 seconds as hard as they can on the pads and they're done. That's it. And I'm like, come on, you still got another two minutes, 45 to go. What's going on? I can't, I can't. They come week in, week out. They're doing the same thing. And then they're going for a minute. Then they're going for two minutes. Then they're going for three minutes. And then a month or two later, and I pitch, my fitness has gone through the roof. I'm like, I know. All you've got to do is turn up, you know, and the work will do it itself. You know, you'll get fitter. You'll be able to go on for longer. Yeah, you can't have the knowledge without the fitness. You know, even when I was doing all my fight camps, I made sure that I did every single piece of fitness I planned out for my whole six weeks. Yeah. Just so I knew I'd be physically in the best shape possible. And going into that fight, I wouldn't have any doubts in my head, you know, because I didn't want anything to look back and go, oh, on week three, I missed out on my hill sprints. So I wonder if, you know, that will affect me. You know, I did everything that I needed to do. So as soon as I turned up, I was like, well, I've done everything I need to do. I just need to go out there and do it. And if I do lose, then I lose. That's it. But I haven't got any regrets on the fitness side that I was putting in. And obviously, the fitness is the biggest aspect. If you can't push yourself to the max and maintain that for what the duration of the fight that you need to do, you've lost. The most humiliating thing to happen is to have a fight and lose on yourself because you're just not fit enough to continue. That is That just shows that you haven't put the work in, you know? And if you can't do it, then you're not ready to fight. You know, a lot of people can't push themselves to the max. You know, you've got, I probably say 5% of people who do martial arts who start fighting are the ones who, you know, can really push and really want to get the most out of it. Hmm. I've had people doing interclubs and stuff like that and they quit halfway through and it's like, it's nothing bad. It's just, you're not ready mentally or physically or you just haven't got that drive in you for whatever reason. But Yeah. yeah, the fitness aspect, you need, you need to be, peach shape and it's all in here you know and you need to yeah you need to be in peach shape to perform to your best and that's what it's about you know if you don't if you're not putting the work in and performing at your best you're not going to get anywhere before you've even started right yeah absolutely and and i think that's that's a really key things that like people you know fighting at uh well any, any fight right you got to be prepared for it whether you're doing like a even like a white collar boxing and you've got a couple of months to prepare and you've never done anything. I mean, I've seen loads of those. I've been involved in some of those in the past as well. And the person who wins is purely the person who is just a fitter person because yeah. at that stage, you've got no experience. It's just who's going to last the longest, isn't it? Right? Yeah, especially with the white collar boxing. I mean, full respect to everyone stepping in and going in there. It's a really, really good thing. But if you look at the grand scheme of things, you're going from zero to hero in what is it, six to eight weeks maybe. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you tell someone, right, in six to eight weeks, you know, it's not going to, like, we always say you need at least a year and a half, two years of training before you really start competing. But it's different. White collar is different. It's just that zero to hero is, you know, in a short space of time, have a fight, get a win, which is awesome. You know, it's really good if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I would definitely recommend just being a fitter person because, you know, if you've got no experience at all, you can't learn to box in six weeks, right? You can't. You can understand it and get an idea, but you haven't done the sparring. You haven't done the, you know, the long rounds in the gym to get used to it, you know. But by all means, do it, but just be the fitter person. So you can just keep punching, you know, and just eventually overwhelm. And that's that's a good tactic to have. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone learns differently. But with martial arts, that's why you see people who have been doing it five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. And they're like, they can kill you in like two seconds. You're just like, you know, there's stories I've heard of people just being obliterated in in seconds because they just picked on the wrong guy who's sitting there in the corner and he's he's, he's he's a martial artist. You know, the ones you've got to watch out for, the ones who don't give it the big I am. You know, the quiet ones who are the least unexpected, they're the ones people go to start on and bang, done. You know, everyone's like, what what just happened? You know, that's what it is. It's the experience and stuff over time that gives you the knowledge to to be able to defeat someone in such a quick amount of time. You know, but when you're starting off, you know, by all means, if you're a city guy, do those white collars because they're really good fun. And um, yeah, just just work on your fitness. That's the main thing because you'll just be exhausted after 30 seconds. You know, we tell everyone the same thing. We're like, look, your arms are going to be feel like like cars. Like you're going to be breathing faster than you've ever breathed before. You know, yeah. after probably the first 30 seconds, and they're like, oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And they come back to the very like, Okay, we're like, right, breathe. <laughs> Get your breathing back under control, right? And then we're going to go out and do the exact same thing again. Okay, but 
it's good fun you know that's what it's there for you know you, it's good for everyone to experience that you know confidence you know jumping in the ring in front of your friends and family and colleagues and you know having a, having a fight you know obviously a, com- a competitive fight in the ring is a lot different to being mugged in a street fight but yeah this way it's all planned and everything's you know organized so yeah by all means do it just make sure that you're fit enough and work on the fitness as well you know don't just neglect that bit because yeah as we're talking about fitness goes hand in hand with knowledge you know and the fitter person is usually going to do better that's why you see all their all their bodies you know if you look at any mixed martial artist when they turn up on tv mm. their body is shredded you know they're so like everything's in perfect proportion you know they've got their abs out they're lean they're fit and they go five five many rounds and any regular person you know would be like <gasps> Uh, like after and they get on the mic and they're like yeah so uh, it went really well I want to thank her this. and they're not even breathing heavy you know the intensity to actually fight someone for yeah. five five minute rounds and you know wrestle and strike and be on your back and have to work and be in good positions and bad positions and then get back up afterwards and do it all again for the next round and then finish the fight and be fit enough for even probably do more you know it's insane the, the fitness people just don't realise it but yeah. Give a martial arts class a try <laughs> and then you'll see what, what a level of fitness you need to do if you've never done it before. And, you know, it is very fun. It's very fun and it's addictive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, you're, you're so right. In terms of the fitness side of things, it's completely underestimated. You know, yeah. it's, it's like anything uh, with any type of fitness, you could be really, really fit at running. You know, you could be yeah. have loads of experience of running, but if you change that up to something else, you've not got experience of it, your fitness counts for Bugger all, basically, because the second you start doing something completely different, your body's not used to it. And you're, you're right, 30 seconds of punching doesn't sound like anything. No. <laughs> but if you've never done it, it's, it's incredibly tough. And then, you know, if you know. start doing some skipping and you're not, you're not efficient at skipping, so maybe you've got the fitness for skipping, but your technique's not good, so you're inefficient at it. That starts to drain your energy. Then yeah. imagine having like someone grappling all over you and you're trying to push them and pull them and stand upright and trying to get them on the... You know, it's, it's unbelievable. So when you see sometimes, you know, you see people in the ring in MMA and you've got to, you've got to give them respect because even if it looks like, oh, this, this fight's no good, you know, look, they're not really kicking, they're not really punching or whatever. Try it yourself first before you criticize. Try it yourself and then see see what uh, what it feels like. But for your average kind of not your average Joe, but someone at home who's going right. Well, you know, I've seen the, the MMA, I've seen like UFC, and you know, it's all really good and it's quite interesting to watch and everything. But I've got no ambition with that, you know. But um, but you know, I'm interested in techniques. I'm interested in the fitness side of it. Uh, the mindset side of it, just coming over, you know, getting over obstacles and but I'm a bit out of shape now. Where do I start? I mean, what would you say to those people? I mean, you, you kind of see everyone and anyone starting in the in like the clubs, don't you? You know, people don't come in looking like Conor McGregor and just getting better. I mean, certainly when I joined, you know, I wasn't in great shape. I wasn't in terrible shape, but, you know, there was a mixture of anyone and everyone, women, men, yeah. all ages, all backgrounds, all sizes. Um, and I think I remember back to, I think my first MMA class was probably yeah. one of the first ones you guys actually did. <laughs> yeah. And someone that I knew came along to it and uh, he'd been really interested in doing MMA all this time. And, uh, and it, it, he was loving it, loving it, rolling around the floor and he got sick everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I don't say this to put people off, but this was because he completely underestimated how hard it was, but also he'd just eaten his dinner something like 20 minutes before. <laughs> Probably a bad idea. But the point I'm trying to make is he didn't then go away and go, oh, I hated it. Came yeah. back next, the next lesson, the next lesson, next lesson, next lesson. He still does it as far as I know. So it's one of those things I think anyone can do it, right? You don't need yeah. to be fit. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've, I've had my academy about 10 years now. Um, so I've seen all walks of life come through the door. And you get the person... Yeah, it's, it's, it's from here to here and everything on the spectrum in between. So martial arts is for everyone. You, you'll get the person who is no confidence whatsoever. Um, they've never done any martial arts before. You know, they've seen it. They want to try something new. They want to, you know, build up their fitness. They might not be interested in fighting, but they just want to start martial arts and they've got no confidence whatsoever. And even sending a message you know, to the club, you know, is a big deal for them, you know, and then they might even get the courage to come through the door. And then, you know, they might do the class and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it and never come back again. 
you know, but it's just about finding the right club. Like I said before, you know, you need a good instructor to help you welcome you into the club and take you from that basic, uh, you know, this is what you need to do for your very first session. Take it really easy. If you can only do one press up, do one press up. That's fine. If everyone else is doing 20, 30, you just do one, right? And for your first class, all I'm going to show you is put your hands to the side of your head and a jab and a cross, right? That's it. And then next week when you come, we'll, we'll learn some more, right? So it doesn't matter if you're that person. The main thing is find a nice club and, uh, you know, contact them. Look for reviews on Facebook. Um, you know, speak to speak to instructors. Have a chat. Say, look, this is what I'm interested in. They might say, yeah, our club's perfect. Or no, this club down the road is more suited to you, you know? So that's someone who's never really done anything before. I'd say, speak to the local clubs in your area. You'll get a good idea on, on on because there's so many clubs now anyway. Like 10, 15 years ago, there was probably like one one or two clubs in like 10 mile radius. But now they, there's like five or six all right next to each other. Um so yeah, look for reviews, speak to people, and just find the club that suited for you. Um, so that's if you've never done anything before and you want to do it. And if the person you're speaking to isn't giving you the right vibe, then you probably want to try another club, right? Because you just want to get that family-friendly, beginner-level, you know, introduction to martial arts and start your journey that way. And then you get people who are on the complete other end of the spectrum. So I've had guys come in my gym and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to the gym three times a week. You know, I can bench this, I can run that. I'm like, awesome, mate. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, come in, give it a try. And like you said, like, they could be super fit and they do 30 seconds on the pad and they are physically exhausted and drained of being sick out the door, you know, because it's just not what they're used to. It doesn't matter if you can swim X amount or run X amount or lift X amount. If you're not kick, kicking pads and punching pads and wrestling people, you haven't got that feeling of what it's like and your body just reacts differently. You know, it's it's kind of like um, when you're in a car with someone else. You know, you can drive your car all day long. As soon as someone else drives it, you might get that motion sickness because it just doesn't. It's the same thing. You're still in a car. You're still going the same way. But it's just not what you're used to. Someone else is taking the range, you know. So when you, you think you're fit and you try something else that you think you're going to be good at and you're not, it's like, whoa, okay, I can see that this level of fitness is way different to anything I've ever done before. And if you want to get good at that and you're really good in the other areas, then you just got to keep doing that anyway, you know. Um, it's like sparring. Sparring's a, a big thing for people to get good at. You might be amazing at hitting pads. You might be amazing at actual fighting, but sparring is that element in between where you're not going full power and you're just learning at the same sort of time and you're testing your techniques. You know, you just got to be good at all different areas. So even if you're a complete beginner or if you think you're the fittest guy in the world, you, you can still blend martial arts into your into your training and don't be scared and just find the right, right club and the right sort of people who will be there for you. That's the point of having a coach and a mentor and instructor, not just to be like, right, go and do this and I'll, I'll see you in half an hour. You know, it's like, right, you've been training this long. Maybe we can work towards your next belt in the next three months. Or, you know, you want to lose weight. Okay, maybe I can give you an extra program to start cutting down, mm. you know, your weight and getting you more fit. Or you want to learn more. So, you know, I'll give you a few private sessions where you can really focus on your striking or your takedowns or, you know, generating more power. So there's endless amounts of stuff that you can really focus on. So it doesn't matter if you're a complete beginner or super advanced, you can still put martial arts into your life and get loads out of it definitely yeah no absolutely and that's that's always been my experience that you know as i say when i was younger it seemed to be it was it was much more of a not an elitist thing but there was a section of people that would veer towards martial arts and mm. most people wouldn't you know it was it was a bit unknown it was a bit it was very much viewed as it's quite violent why would you want to do that you know and, and that's yeah. it was a bit taboo yeah I think society have come around to the fact that, well, I mean, I, I tell my clients a lot at the end of the day, if you're in a stressful job, if you're in a stressful life, go and punch something that isn't going to be affected by you punching it, right? So not your husband, not your wife, not your kids, but why, you know, go and punch a punch bag, see what happens. I was going to say, why do you think the best martial artist is just so chilled out and so relaxed, you know, like Anderson Silva, Israel Adesanya, you know, Conor McGregor, you know, they're, they're, they're chilled out guys. They're happy. They're laughing. They're joking, you know, and they're the best athletes in the world, like, and best martial artists in the world. But obviously when it's fight time, they can switch it on. But generally, because yeah. they're always getting their frustration out and, you know, they're, they're, if you've never hit something before 
and you feel like really stressed up and really angry, like you said, go hit a punch bag for 30 seconds and you, you, you'll feel exhausted and you'll feel great because you're releasing these endorphins, you know, and that's what becomes addictive, I think. So it's the release, you know, and getting rid of that stress and getting fit at the same time. And, you know, it all rolls into exactly what you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what I used to find? Um, I found a few a few things were very, very true. Like the more you do it, obviously, it, it seems it seems obvious, but it's not necessarily the case. And, you know, studying and teaching fitness now, I can tell you it's not definitely not the case for everyone. But the more that people would go and regularly go to a class or regularly perform, you know, the techniques and the, the, uh, the fitness side of it, the conditioning side of it, people would get fitter, stronger, leaner and better at it. Right now, that seems really obvious and it is to a degree because that would happen. But obviously, if you don't change your nutrition habits, if you don't change the fact that you're stuffing 20 kebabs down your throat and, you know, 50 50 pints of beer at the weekend, you can't out train that. You just can't. Right. You can't do it. So you're always going to get some people who expect miracles from any type of fitness or exercise or whatever but you know, haven't done the work in the background to actually see the results of what they expect. So that, that's a given. That happens in all walks of life. Yeah. But generally, what I always found was most people who stick with it for a certain amount of time naturally change their habits around eating and stuff anyway. Even yeah, if they yeah. don't consciously start to go, well, I want to eat less bad food or, or even less calories or whatever, they just naturally start to get a bit fitter. That feels good. So they be a bit more careful of what they eat and it just starts to cycle out. And I always find the people who did it longer term, you can see they go on this transformation and there really that is a transformation, you know, of not just physically what they look like or what they can do, but how they actually act, how they talk to other people. As you say, they become a lot more chilled generally because yeah. um, I, I you know I remember people sometimes starting and they were like yeah I just want to hit things I want to hit things ah! yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know give it like three four months down the line completely different people yeah they went, they went there for stress reasons and now they're like yeah this is good I like this so it definitely does help with the stress for sure yeah stress and uh, like you said what they were eating it will you'll just naturally change what you're eating because your body just can't function if you don't eat the right food, you know, if you've got a Ferrari and you're putting the wrong stuff in it, it's just going to break, right? You can't maintain a weekly, you, you can't do three days a week for an hour eating kebabs and beer and this, that and the other because your body just can't run on it. It, it physically can't run on it. If you had a terrible diet and tried to do kickboxing three times a week, you know, and you're eating, you know, fatty foods and chocolate and crisp and this, that and the other, your body just can't work with it. You know, you'll be puking it up and you'll feel lethargic before you've even trained and your yeah. body just can't function. So you're like, okay, so let me try eating a little bit cleaner, you know, have a healthier breakfast, have some fruity snacks throughout the day, then train. You feel like a different person and you're taking in less calories, your body's changing, you're looking more lean, more fitter. So yeah, as we said, well, we're, we're getting the three areas now, aren't we? We're getting the knowledge, mm. you're getting the fitness that you need to put in, and you're talking about the food that goes into your body. So I guess if you get all three things on point, then you become unstoppable, right? If one of those three things yeah. isn't isn't there, then you're lacking in one area and it's going to affect your performance. And everyone wants to perform at their best. Yeah. So yeah, food, fitness, and uh, fighting. There we go. The yeah. three S. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think um, a, a big thing as well, like for, for someone like myself who never really, I never really had an interest in pursuing a, you know, a sort of a fighting career or anything like that. For me, martial arts was a, a stress release. It was learning skills, learning techniques, meeting people as well in a community, which was, was, was good for me. I wanted to meet different people outside of the people I worked with and whatever else. And also one of the biggest things for me was pushing myself, testing myself. Could yeah. I get to that next level? Could I keep getting to that next level? And I always kind of had one eye on, if I ever get to the point where I feel like I want to fight, that's cool. I'm not worried about it. I'm cool. But it wasn't, it wasn't my burning ambition to do it. And uh, I have to say, one of the big things that you also get from martial arts is, you know, the things we've discovered, we've, we've talked about there are, are brilliant and you definitely get those. But another thing you kind of get is sometimes you do meet some people who are really arrogant, right? But that's just whether they've done martial arts or not. Some people are just yeah. arrogant. That's just the way they are, you know. And sometimes people have egos and you can't take that away. Hopefully, nine times out of ten, martial arts actually beats the ego out of them a little bit because they realize that actually 
you know what, we're all in the same boat here. There's a bit of mutual respect. But unfortunately, sometimes you do meet people who are like that. But generally speaking, I think it gives you a confidence, not a confidence of I'm, you know, Mr. Big Shot and I could do whatever, but the confidence of if something did ever happen and I needed to react, that instead of reacting, my body would automatically be putting me in positions that I've trained thousands of times. Yeah. You know, that I've almost got this, I've been Mr. Miyogi'd situation where yeah. you know, someone goes to do something and your hands come up and you're, you know, you're ready yeah. to go. And it is, it's just automatic. Do, do, have you found that as well? Is that kind of like you've got that confidence? and Yeah. So let me, let me look at, you know, I'll take it from a different angle for you um, and all the listeners. So what is the main thing that whenever you see a martial arts advert, it says, come learn martial arts, great for self-defense, right? So it never says, come learn martial arts, you can go around and smash everyone up. Do you know what I mean? Ever. It doesn't say that. It yeah. says, come learn martial arts, it's great for self-defense, which means when you're in that room and something's kicking off and people are about to start on you and they don't know who you are, you've got that self-defense training in you to handle yourself, you know? You're not going into that room and going, right, I do martial arts, I'm going to beat up everyone in this room <laughs> and be the alpha male and prove that I'm the best and everyone's going to love me. That's, that's not how it works, is it? You learn martial arts so that when something does kick off or you walk into a room or a bar or a pub or a club, you handle yourself in such a way that you have that confidence to know that, okay, if there's someone over there who's going to approach me and start on me, you know, I can destroy this guy if I really need to, you know, in less than two, three seconds, you know, I've got the skills capable that makes me a human weapon, right? And that is the confidence. That's where the martial arts is just being inside you. You're not walking in being the big I am, I want to fight everyone. It's just hidden inside you from all your years of training. And if anything kicks off, you know what to do. Like you said, you've wrecked it a thousand times, well, hundreds of millions of times, you know, and yeah. your body will just naturally react. So, yeah, that is the confidence side of martial arts. And that's why. And But then if you want to fight, then you decide to yourself, right, I want to fight and I'm going to compete against other people who want to fight. I'm not just going to go and pick yeah. on someone because that's bullying, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. Not, that's not what martial arts is. So martial arts is the self-defense and the confidence to be anywhere. And if something kicks off and you need to handle yourself or protect someone that's close to you, you can just do it and you will. You know, it's not about being the big I am and walking into a room and being, you know, giving people looks and all this sort of like, like That's just where the ego comes in. But I guess some people naturally are more egotistical than others. But if you do train martial arts, it should hone that down to make you realize, hang on a sec, I haven't got to be all big and brash and this, that and the other. Like there's guys who I know who are, who just you look at them and you'd be like, oh my god, you look like such a dweeb, right? Or such a nerd, or such a skinny, whatever. You know, I'm gonna go and you know mug you or this one and the other. And these guys are you can't like the stories I've heard. They just just obliterate people in seconds, you know, because they look like you know nothing, but they're just the best guys ever, you yeah. know. And um, it's the same same thing. They're happy. They're chirpy. You know, they're really good. They've got discipline, respect, honesty, integrity. And they just don't, they don't need to push it out, you know, because it just naturally beams from them and they can handle themselves if they need to. It's like, well, if anything happens, I know I can deal with it. So I'll yeah. just chill and enjoy my drink. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just have fun, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't got anything to prove. If you do want to prove it, you go and fight and you win and then you proved it, you know? So, yeah. It's true. And and the thing is as well is that, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but it really, really is true in my experience. You know, but life is life. You'll always come across a complete cross-section of people, good, bad, dickheads, nice people. You know, you'll meet everyone in your life. And uh, it's just like you can't, unfortunately, you can't stop a dickhead having kids and being a dickhead to the kids. You can't do that because there's no test for that, unfortunately. You yeah. can't, can't stop uh, someone who wants to hurt people, learning skills to hurt people. Because they're not going to come to you and go, I want to learn how to hurt people so I can hurt yeah, people yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> not, it's not about that. Yeah. But generally, my experience is that more and more people who maybe have anger issues and things like that, if they go down the martial arts route, they tend to get rid of that anger in the class. Uh, that, 
they are they are the best people to do martial arts, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, the kids who are super energetic, you know, find it hard to concentrate on certain things, you know, a big for their age, you know, those kids, as soon as they start martial arts, they're like, what, I can actually punch this. I can actually kick this bag as hard as I can. I can actually, you know, do 50 press-ups more than everyone else. It's like, yes, that's, that's exactly what martial arts is about, getting those kids. Obviously, the Shy, shy kids as well develop, but the ones, like you said, who, who might be way more out there than the other kids, martial arts just hones that so much better, you know, and lets that individual really strive and, and get better. You know, one of my one of my top students, he, um, naughtiest kid in class, you know, ended up separating from his mates, wanting to take it more seriously, uh, just like in the class, like not chatting and all that. Started to go through the belt, started to get his black belt, started competing, doing really well, went off to uni. You know, became the UK kickboxing champion and he'll probably start teaching classes and stuff now. And he was like, from one end of the spectrum, completely flipped to the other. So it's yeah. it's amazing to see. And yeah, it is true. You know, the ego side of it or just getting the energy in the right place, you know, yeah. for kids and adults is perfect. Absolutely, Absolutely. perfect. No, it really mm. is. And it's, uh, you know, for me, I mean, obviously, you know, if I, if I work with clients and they've got all different backgrounds in terms of uh, maybe they've got different goals of what they're trying to achieve, it might be weight loss, it might be stress reduction, it could be I want to look like a certain thing or I want to be able to do something specific. One thing that always rings true for me is that martial arts are a great integrator because you can use all of the 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 techniques, even if you just took the conditioning side and you didn't do yeah. this, for example, you can use it as a completely functional system to get strength, power, fitness, everything. You know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, right? I, I, I say to anyone, you do CrossFit, awesome. You must be really, really fit. Try it. Try and do MMA for an hour. See how it goes. <laughs> and what you're actually starting to see now is you're seeing that sort of crossover between, I'm actually seeing that quite a lot between uh, CrossFit, for example, and MMA, where they're kind of going, hey, you know, what you do kind of pushes yourself to the, the you know, the next level. Well, yeah, explosive endurance. Yeah, exactly. And it's that ability to kind of cross-train into different areas that keeps you guessing. And, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, whether you're experienced or not in it, and whether, and there's this other, I, I do find this, uh, there's a little bit of resistance sometimes from people because they're kind of like, you know what, well, I go to the gym and I smash loads of weights and I'm doing this. I go, great, cool. Try it. If it's body weight, you know, I'm like, <laughs> don't make that mistake. Don't make the mistake. <laughs> You know, it's not, we're not asking you to do five press ups. That's, that's not the case here. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's very, very different. And I, I think there's a massive benefit for anyone, any background. You don't have to come into it and be super fit. You can build up, as you've said, you can start from one level, build your way up over time. Secondly, you don't actually need any equipment, right? Like if you had, if you're at home right now and you had no equipment, you could still do the conditioning side and you could even still do shadow boxing. You could still work on technique. You wouldn't yeah. need physically have anything else there. So, and that's kind of what I wanted to get on with you. You're wearing a t-shirt there, punch bag pro. <laughs> Right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. This, this is your baby. This is what you've been developing over the last few years, which is awesome. Yeah. And this is a way for people to be able to actually practice techniques at home, right? Now, as I just said, ideally you'd have something like that. You can see it in the background, like the, the punch bag there. But if you don't have that, you know, can you get started at home? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, thanks for mentioning the T-shirt. If you go to uh, punchbagpro.com, you can obviously learn a lot more. And uh, yeah, like um, my academy was my baby, or it still is when we get back up and running again through the pandemic. Um, on the side, I was starting this uh, side hustle, so to say, of just sharing techniques on the punch bag. Because mm. what I realized is that in the class, if there was like an odd number and we'd go, if you go on a punch bag, we'll integrate you in like two minutes time and with the partners. Complete beginners would just go, uh, well, what do I do? And you're like, well, same stuff that you, they're like, but I don't know what to do. You know, I can hit it, but what what do I do on it? You know? Um, so, yeah, I started filming videos for the punch bag, different sort of areas like boxing, kickboxing, um, fitness drills, conditioning drills, footwork drills, um, so that if you're training on a punch bag or you just want to get better um, and increase your knowledge of martial arts, then you can go on Punch Bag Pro and uh, drill it on your punch bag or you can just apply it on the pads with a partner or just watch it, you know, and be like, I'm going to try that next time in sparring um, or solo fitness drills on there. Like during the lockdown, I'll be filming some fitness drills that you can do at home. 
hit workouts 20 minutes um, with no equipment. And it's kind of just, I had about 33 courses and over a thousand videos that I filmed over four years. Like I didn't realize how much was actually on there. So it was actually mental, like just digging away at something bit by bit, you know, over the years of, you know, just living and going out with my friends and, you know, just taking a little bit of time each week to write up a new course or go and film it or edit and upload it. And I'm looking back now, just over four years later, not even really taking it too seriously. And I'm like, Brian, there's like over a thousand different unique striking videos here that, you know, if you're standing in front of a punch bag and you're like, right, okay, jab cross, I can't board of that. What can I do now? It's like, okay, Punch bag pro Garnet, you can learn like 20 different ways to jab, 20 different boxing combos. Um, you know, just so much like, and I still feel I've got so much to put into it. So it's a nice little project that I can just keep adding to and it yeah. will just grow over time. So yeah, anyone who's looking to train on a punch bag or increase your knowledge in striking, you can get it on Punch Bag Pro. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's just something that I'm enjoying to do. There wasn't or isn't really much out there devoted to the punch bag. Um, you know, there wasn't any guides or anything. So I've written a few books, you know, how to use the punch bag, the complete guide to punch bag training, a uh, hundred essential punch bag techniques. So if you look at the punch bag, you're like, oh, I'm a bit bored after five minutes. Literally get on it. There's just so much cool stuff to learn, you know, and then you can just apply that when you spar next or pick one of the techniques and add it to the end of your combination when you're training, you know. So yeah. it's just a nice little library and resource you can just log into, watch. I think there's over 50 hours of content on there as well. So there's a lot of stuff on there, you know. I've just been spending the last few weeks in lockdown just taking all the courses and just condensing it into, I think, seven main areas. So where there was loads of different individual courses, I've just combined it into boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, um, fighter sort of sexy stuff. <laughs> Like all the cool, funky stuff that I like and uh, fitness as well. And there's also classes from my academy on there. So about seven main areas where you can just get the ultimate collection, which is everything put together. Um, Yeah, so just condensing everything to give people more value into whatever area they want. So if you want to get better at boxing, look at the boxing one. If you want to get better at Dutch kickboxing, go on the kickboxing one. If you want to learn new takedowns or learn how to get up from the floor, go on the MMA work, you know. And there's just so much stuff in there. Like, you don't, like, I surprise myself sometimes. I'll go back on that and be like, blimey, that course is so good. Like, one of them called 50 Key Principles for MMA Success. I was like, right, what made me so successful when I was doing my fighting? Because I did six cage fights in a year, and I won all of them. So I was really happy. I was like, what is there? So I started writing down 50 different points that if you do those points, you're going to be successful. For example, never take more than two steps back, all right? Because as soon as you take that third step, they're already going to be on top of you and they're just going to keep going at you to you on a straight line. So one of the principles is after you take two steps back, circle, right? So you take two steps back, circle out the way. If you do that every single time, you can have a higher chance of success, Mm -hmm. right? And then there were other principles in there as well, like be first and be last. So you know, you don't want to be waiting for them, you know, to attack and encounter. You want to be first, and if they're hitting you, you want to finish with your attack to look good at the judges and finish the exchange on top as well. And I managed to come out with 50, and that's just one of the courses in the MMA one, which is you know, it's just like gold dust, you know. So anyone can look at it and just take it and apply it into their knowledge. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting, and I'm, it's not it's not work or a business. It's just stuff that I like want to share and just put in there and there's value value in there for people and it, it you know i just enjoy doing it and growing it and seeing where it goes and uh yeah check it out punchbagpro.com <laughs> awesome so it's, it's passion passion online that people can download they can go and use it at home and i think right now you know we don't know we don't know the lockdown could be ending tomorrow could be ending next month it could be ending in six months we don't know what's going on so at the end of the day i i would always advise people because, you know, I speak to a lot of people who kind of go, well, you know, I'm waiting for the gyms to open or I'm waiting for this one. So don't put your health and fitness off because you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. And the longer you put it off anyway, you'll always have that mentality of, well, I'll wait until everything's perfect. Nothing in life is ever going to be perfect. So if you're kind of thinking, well, I would like to get started on something like this or, you know, martial arts sounds interesting to me or even I just want the fitness element of it, check out Rich's site because 
at the end of the day, you don't need anything else to get started. Just exactly, get, exactly. Know? Even if you haven't got a punch bag, you can watch the videos. There's partner drills and stuff yeah. that you can just look at and be like, right, I'm going to try that next time I train. You know, so you can just watch it like episodes and stuff as well. And I think whereas at the moment there's heavy, heavy emphasis on fitness, uh, sorry, on online stuff. Like, right. that's cool, but a lot of people now are like, right, I really want to get back to physical gyms. I want that, you know, um, being in that sweaty room and training hard and seeing people. So I don't think fitness is going to change forever in the sense like, right, everything's going to be online now. I think yeah. the physical actual training and online programs are what what you can integrate together. So, yeah. you know, you can go on my program or another program and, be, and learn something mm. just by sitting on your sofa or on the beach or when you've got five minutes on the train, you know, you can just watch and then next time you train, you, you add it in. So I yeah. think you need the physical and, you know, specialist online courses that people are creating and they work really well together. I don't think people are just going to go to the gym or just train online. You need that integration of both, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think the future of, uh, the future of, sort of certainly the fitness industry is going to be that hybrid approach because whilst there's a lot of people who are hesitant to go back to the gyms when they open, that will subside quite quickly when, you know, when things are, they're never going to go back to normal, I don't think, but when they're more like they used to be than than they are now, Um, because number one, all the equipment's there. That's that's the first thing. Not everyone has access to all the equipment. Number two, quite often, especially if it's like a, a class or a group thing, you can't quite get that same adrenaline and buzz in a class home on a Zoom call as you could do in the environment. So there's that element too. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think, you know, at the end of the day, people can learn stuff at home now and then they can adapt it and put it into their things. So for me, I see, you know, a great value in what you're doing now. I think it's brilliant because people could train at home and it can give them the confidence to say, well, you know, I've always wanted to go to the gym and use the punch bag. Yeah. It looks like really, really good fun. And I see people doing it, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm not going to use it. And that puts so many people off. It really does of, of all kinds of equipment, really, but definitely the punch bag for sure. Yeah. And the thing is, the amount of times that you probably see someone on a punch bag mm. and they're like, oh, I've got women yeah. in You're like, Absolutely. Dude, does that guy know what he's doing? Where you get someone on the punch bag who's like, oh, 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 oh. and you're like, damn, that guy looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, you want to be that guy. You want to be that guy that all the women are looking at. Guy, oh, he, he looks tasty on the punch bag, and he? he looks good, you know, rather than someone just windmilling in and throwing like handstand kicks and crazy stuff. You know, like if you look good on a punch bag, it's that alpha status. You know, you look quite, you look like you know what you're doing about, and you probably do. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you can handle yourself, and it's cool. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, like the punch bag pro and all the different uh, other sort of um, programs you can get online are just training aids, you know, so you can. And the thing is, it's just worldwide, like with technology. Now, if I wanted to learn something from an instructor in America, I'd start his program, be like, cool, I'll buy that, check that out. Amazing, you know, whereas you'd have to fly, like James, my coach, he used to fly over to California, train with Eric Paulson. Yeah, you know, right. train there for two, three weeks, come back, learn a load of knowledge. Now, my mate, got any videos, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So you can be worldwide, and that's the amazing thing about where technology is going now. So... Technology is amazing, but obviously the social aspect as well. Like you can't be being in a room and holding pads for someone and sparring with someone and just going for a drink after or whatever, you know, just sitting on the mat, just chatting, chatting about life. You know, how many times do people do that? They finish their training session and they're an hour or two in the car park afterwards. Like the amount of times I've gone and closed up the gym. You know, the guy's classes have finished two hours before and they're still chatting outside of the gym. And I'm like, all right, guys, see you later. I'm going home now. Or I get chatting, I'm not home till like midnight, you know, and you just, it's just that social aspect as well. So, yeah. yeah, I think the technology and the physical are just the perfect blend together. 100%. 100%. I totally agree. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, right now I've got clients that I'm training in Canada, in the States, in LA. I've got clients in New York. I've got clients. Wow. In- these are people I would, never have, I would never have even met them were it not for the technology and possibly also the situation we're in. So, you know, there are positives that we've connected with people we'd never would have connected with before. But as you say, I think, you know, the future of it is going to be that hybrid model of people 
wanting to learn stuff that they can incorporate and learning from people they wouldn't otherwise be able to reach or connect with. So no, that's yeah. really, really cool. Really, really cool. Well, Rich, look, thank you so much for your time today. We really, really appreciate it. I think the big takeaways um, that, that I've certainly talked about and listened to today are, are really, from your point of view, confidence, fitness, stress relieving, getting that skill knowledge and base as well. So that you're actually, you know, building up this, this whole sort of... Um, I suppose this whole kind of holistic approach, you know, martial arts is not just two meatheads beating each other up in a ring. It's, right. a lot, it's nothing to do with that. That's actually, you know, kind of like what you're seeing is the culmination of years and years of training, years and years of fitness training so that when they get to that point, neither of them want to walk out of their injured and neither of them want to kill each other. They're actually there to survive and actually win the fight. And yeah. I think that's really, really cool for everyone to understand that, you know, martial arts aren't about ego. Martial arts are about self-defense, discipline and control and also giving you that self-belief so that's awesome thank you so much for today nice one mate no thank you very very much for having me at my second ever podcast so uh fully <laughs> enjoyed it it was really really good fun and yeah martial arts i've been doing it 25 years now and i'm probably say more addicted now than i was when i started you know and the longer and more that you do it the more that you realize there is to learn and the more you realize there is to you know, speak to different people and, you know, different instructors. And it's just, it's just a way of life. I mean, even if you're just adding like one hour a week for regular training at a kickboxing gym or a Muay Thai gym, you know, your body will change, you'll feel better, you feel less stressed. And it's just a way of life that's just amazing to live by, you know, and it's it's just really cool. But um, yeah, thank you ever so much for having me. And I look forward to you speaking again soon on some other things, mate. Will do, definitely. Awesome. Thank you very much, Rich. All right, so mate, take care. Have a nice day. You too. And uh, if you want to check out Rich's stuff, it's punchbagpro.com. You can see all of his information on there and start working at home. So thanks for joining us today, guys, on the show. Hope that's been helpful. Don't overlook martial arts. It's an amazing way of staying fit, healthy, getting rid of your stress, and obviously skilling up at the same time. And God forbid you should ever need it. But if you did, you've got it in your corner. So... Awesome, guys. We'll see you all next Thank time. You. See you later. Bye, yeah. guys. You've been listening to Man vs. Death, a show that's about health, biohacking, and fitness, and how to dodge the Reaper. <laughs> okay, we're being silly. Yes, the world's gone crazy. We got pandemics, a global health crisis, toxic food, technology taking over. It's nuts. But we've put together this show to help you and to help you live a longer life. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun, too. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash man versus death. Till next time, this is Man vs. Death and the Reaper signing off. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>